This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 43. This episode features the talented, funny, hilarious Courtney McGinnis. Courtney McGinnis is a mainstay in the Bushwick comedy scene. Um, she has a regular show at Poco um, in Alphabet City every Wednesday evening. Um, she is also the co-host of Narcissistas, another podcast, great podcast. She also regularly produces shows at Pine Box Rock Shop here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. As always, I'll have links in the show notes to where you can find her and follow her, follow what she's doing. And I'll also have the link to Narcissistas, the podcast that she co-hosts. And I'll also have a link in there to a very famous televised live performance of Michael Jackson doing Billie Jean. Uh, because we talk about that in the podcast. So this is Courtney McGinnis. Let's have a conversation. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and get uh, rolling. All right. Yeah. This is it? This is it. Very fun. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, Courtney McGinnis. Did I say that right? McGinnis, yes. There we go. You know. Thank you so much. Uh, it's me, Courtney McGinnis, you know, local Bushwick comedian slash designer that you didn't Sla- know. I did not know that. <laughs> That's the day job. And you also have the uh, podcast, Narcissistas. Narcissistas, which is a very fun name. Me and my best friend, who's a Bushwick boy, we, we lived together for a long time while we were going to FIT, the Fashion Institute. And we have a podcast together. It's very gay. It's mostly about Beyonce. And it's a lot of fun. I also uh, do comedy all over the city. I host a weekly show in the East Village. Uh, I've ran shows at the, you know, at the Pine Box for many years. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, and that's how we met. Yeah. Um, so the weekly show in the East Village, yes. when and where is that? Wednesdays, 8 p.m. at Poco on 3rd Street and Avenue B. All right. They take over the basement. It's a lot of fun. They've got $20 bottles of wine. I mean, come get drunk and hang out and watch comedy. Why not? And is that like a showcase? Like you, you put the lineup. Not, I don't mean showcase. Like that can be a. I mean, like <laughs> it's a, for the industry. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, it's not like an open mic. It's a lineup. Dear God, no! Uh, it's like a booked lineup. We get a lot of good people. We, a lot of times we have, um, like Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show comes by a lot. We have uh, Janine Garofalo lives in the neighborhood, so she'll come by a lot. It's like a, it's a very good show. Yeah, we're very snobby about it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Nice. And I mean, me as a host? Oh, my God. I just yell at people for hours. It's great. <laughs> and then you also do, you still do the monthly one at Pine Box? Uh, no, I, I do it every once in a while at Pine okay. Box. So occasionally, like I had a six-month run where I was doing some different shows. We did like a live podcast. Um, I did a half hour, which was fun. Um, so occasionally I'll do stuff at Pine Box. But, you know, follow me at Court McGinnis. I'll always be posting about it. So at Court McGinnis? Court McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that your Instagram, Twitter? Instagram, your, Twitter. The, you can probably find me on Facebook. Who uses Facebook? But just do it, you know? I use Facebook. You use Facebook? You're a Facebooker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not really not... a Twitter yet, or a I, tweeter. No, I just tweet about shows. I can't. It makes me feel like 
It, there's too much. It's yeah. too mu- many words. Yeah. Not into it. And I didn't get in on it like five years ago or well, 10 I, years ago or whenever. I did. I did before I started comedy. I was like tweeting and then I would get hammered and I would tweet the weirdest things. That, and I was like, I got to get off Twitter. And then it blew up and I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Although I can get you in trouble too. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely. But it was a lot of just like bad jokes where I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, God, I hope no one saw that. You know, you know how when you're hammered, you think you're hilarious. Oh, yeah. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) So um, FIT. Yes. That's where you met Will. I know. Will and I knew each other. Oh, from um, high school. From high school. I saw that Mm -hmm. actually, too. Yep. We knew each other in high school. We took fashion classes. We went to different high schools, same area. And then uh, we took. Uh, I don't know, in Virginia, they call them like academy where you just Virginia, like, what part? Fairfax. Okay. Gorgeous. I went, when I went, I went back to school when I was like 24, I went to VCU. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. I know a lot of kids that went to VCU. My sister went to Longwood. Very close. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, I, so we grew up in like Northern Virginia and we both took like a fashion class cause we knew that's what we wanted to do. So we like learned how to sew and draw and we met in that instantly became best friends. Both got into FIT, uh, lived together in Bushwick. I mean, we, I moved to New York like 12 years ago, so I moved to Bushwick like 10 years ago. Me and Will lived together for like five years. We both still live in the area. But we both went to fashion. I studied, I specialized in lingerie, and then he specialized in like women's wear. But now he's doing men's wear. We both still work in the industry. Nice. And it is a nightmare. (laughs) And uh, where does comedy start for you? Oh, yeah. So comedy started, um, let's see. I So I graduated from FIT in 2010, and I started working in high-end fashion, and it was cra- It was not for me. Like, the first day of my first job, the senior designer was like, looked at me, and she was like, you smile too much. We'll wipe that smile right off your face. And I, was, I just walked away, and I was like, okay, happy to be here. And uh, so high-end fashion was not for me. It's not, I, my personality doesn't mesh well into that environment. And uh and and then I started working at Victoria's Secret, and that was like super, super, super corporate. Like I sat in a cubicle. Like everything I went to school to not do, I was doing. And so it was like I had a real crisis. And my friends, Will and and my whole group of like Bushwick friends, they were have always been like you know I'm always like the dumb. Uh, you know, the funny girl or whatever. So they were like, you should just try stand up. Just try stand up. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? My tits? And then now I still do that. Like six <laughs> years later, that's all I talk about. So yeah, I just went to one open mic um, like six years ago. Almost exactly, actually. And uh, yeah, then I just never stopped. I feel like that's right around the time I met you. Were you around yeah. Pine Bars then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's I, The first open mic I did was Eastville, but I very quickly was like, I got to get to Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, the, yeah, it just got busier. And then I started getting booked on shows and I started running my own shows. And yeah. And now we're here. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you still still love it? Comedy? Yeah. I mean, that is a layered question. <laughs> I used to love acting and music right. and everything. Like, it, it, every time I'm on stage, it is like, 
euphoric, whether it's going bad or good or whatever, like the challenge, the excitement of like being there live and performing and trying to joke, like I live for it. It's the best thing in the world. But I also wake up at 7 a.m. every day and work, a, you know, not, not a difficult job, but I still work like a career job that I I hope no one's listening to this, but I don't want to really be doing that anymore. I'd rather full-time pursue comedy, but it, comedy is a fucking bitch. I, I, I feel funny. I feel good. I'm booked a lot, but it's, you never know how you're going to get broken into whatever, the industry. or And, you know, I've had, like, little tiny things happen, but it, it, it wears on you, man. After yeah. years and years of just grinding every single day, it's like, I love it, of course, but it's like, fuck you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Don't you yeah. feel the same way? Absolutely. Um, I think, actually, the um, sometimes the small but big things, like meaning the things that you think can be big and are big in a way, like kind of like little milestones, yeah. especially in like the field of like entertainment. Um, those are like harder in a way because you do these things thinking, you know, in your head, like your, your brain three years before something happens. Yeah. And then when it finally happens or however yeah. long it happens, like it could be yeah. like a month out and something happens really fast. Yeah. But you kind of think in your head that like, Oh, once this happens, like it's all, all good. All I'll good. good. And it's yeah. not, like, it's a long, Dude, of course it, it's long. I there's like a, a good example of exactly what you're saying is certain shows. Like there are certain shows in the city that are like big time. Like you know that maybe some industry is going to be there. They're like super good shows. There's producers and bookers and and once I started d- doing some of those shows, I was like, oh my god, things are gonna happen. Like people are gonna see me and it's gonna, I'm gonna blow up. <laughs> and it's like no bitch, <laughs> slow your roll. You just gotta you just gotta keep at it. But you literally just have to love it. Like anytime I've ever met anyone who asked me about it, I just like, you have to love just doing comedy and don't worry about anything else because you never know. And then you watch people and this is shade. You watch people who are not funny, but they have whatever certain thing that somebody's looking for and they quote unquote make it. And you just have to like worry about yourself and worry about your jokes or your songs or whatever it is. And, and just keep grinding, man. It is tiring yeah <laughs> also with social media i had to like un i mean i'm a sensitive little artist baby i go crazy it's it's not good up here and i had to unfollow like a lot of my comedian friends because they okay if they did this podcast and i'm like but i'm friends with Elgin, i you know what i mean like i get in my head and i I'm, I'm like we're all just trying our best out here you know what i mean you can't like see someone else doing something and put yourself down for it that's a lesson i've trying to work through because it's a, it's a long road yeah you're just shaking your head like mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> get it all no everything you're saying it's like a bunch of the different things popped in my head also just of like uh one of the hardest ones i think is comparing oh my god you know and it's like you know better than to do you it know it's but wrong. it's impossible not to do it Isn't... to a degree well you know my boyfriend casey james slango he's look him up by his album he's <laughs> he's like in the comedy Does he, have a, he has an album he has an album okay. he's a comedy central half hour he's been on jimmy kimmel he's like in the comedy world he's yeah. like a superstar and he's my boyfriend and he's the person i talk to the most and i live with and i i, I i'm obsessed with him i love him with all my heart but it's so hard he's just flourishing and i'm like 
it's, it's okay. You know, and I, I, it's not like that I'm jealous. It's so hard to talk about because it's not like I'm, I want all the good things in the world for him, but it's so, so easy to be like, see, you suck and he's great. You know what I mean? And it, and that's not at all what it is. He's been doing it longer than me. He was in the right place at the right time a few times. And it, but he's so good that, you know, he should be doing all these things. It is very difficult. You know, yeah. it's hard. And with your friends too, you do that too. With like the people you love. It's, I watch jealousy like rip people apart and I, you gotta like try your best not to let that happen. And then I think also you gotta, uh, step back, look at yourself, think of yourself six years ago oh my and God. also think of yourself now. Um, and think about like all the things we started with going on. Also shout out, you're doing a show today, right? Yes. That's kind at, of exciting. Yes. At fashion week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like those types of things, when I, you know, when you think about it, if you think about yourself before your first open mic, okay. And then now you're regularly doing shows yeah. in New York, in New York yeah, City. New York. You know what I mean? In Manhattan. Um, yeah, for sure. But that's the thing I was saying, like, because I have a friend who, uh, like, kind of, like, with me wanting to get back to some acting, it's one of my coworkers, like, so we're, like, we work in a bar in uh, Soho a couple nights a week, and he has a theater company. He's been at it. He's about my same. So he's been in New York. Actually, he's been in New York longer than me, even, I think, but he's been at it. For a long time and mm-hmm. didn't drift off and do music or anything. Yeah. And he has like a, a movie that had like a, has some big people in it coming out um, or maybe coming out. Yeah. Like the trailers come out and stuff like that. It looks right. really good. Uh, he was just on Power. Oh, yeah. Um, 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I heard 50 died. Oh. Isn't that Oh, sad? spoilers. Oh my God. You got to bleep that out. <laughs> I didn't hear. I, did, I I knew somebody died, but uh, I'm I'm catching up. Have you been watching that show? Anymore? I don't. I just I'm obsessed with Fifty Cent. I think he's the most fascinating person. I, I think he's pretty fascinating too. I think he's enter. I think he's entertaining. Oh, he guy is too. so entertaining. Uh, and vitamin water. He's mm-hmm. a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the whole uh, bankruptcy oh, yeah. thing, which was. I don't have this problem, but like. <laughs> There's two different types of bankruptcy. Yeah. And he had the good type of bankruptcy, which is like that he still actually has a lot of money, but it's like bankruptcy to protect the rest of it or something. Like, I don't really know how math works, but (laughs) I just hope he's doing okay. (laughs) He seems to be doing I'm pretty sure he's doing just fine, you know? (laughs) I was listening to his first big album, Get Rich or Die Trying. I was listening to that in the car ride. Uh, to Virginia recently, and goddamn, is it good? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Are you a rap music fan? I am. You am. Um, Eminem just dropped a new album and is going, getting into it with everybody. I so I only I, okay. Listen, I'm a white girl who likes rap music. If you want to talk about Eminem, <laughs> you're gonna need to clear the rest of the day <laughs> because I'm I worship him, but I don't like. Happy Eminem, and that's what I hear. The new album is like, oh, like fuck all of you guys yes. for not like liking my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, but now it's so good because you're yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's funny because I was, I used to say, like years ago, like probably like his third album, like why is he still angry? And at that time, I think it wasn't. I think I was onto something, which was that he was. I don't think he really was angry. Yeah. But he didn't know what else to do. To do, because that's what worked, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and so then sure. he's kind of gone through different 
stages and then yeah the last album before this was like more which i didn't listen to that one because yeah, I, I listened to some was yeah. it all right yeah it was fine yeah i mean i'll he's go a, back and check it out he's an amazing rapper so yeah. it's like all that but it's not like i'm turning that on while i'm walking down the street you know what i mean i just listen to it because i have legally i i have to listen to it i'm a white woman who likes rap <laughs> i've actually so now there's so many white rappers but I, when I was growing up, it was not, I've actually, I've, I've dated three white rappers in my life. And that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. That's just who I am as a person. And God, is it embarrassing. Well, I mean, <laughs> hip hop, uh, like I got in an argument. So Kanye West, um, I'm not a fan of some of his comments like that okay. he said over the I, last At first I thought years. you were going to say music and I was like, you're not a oh, fan. Oh no, that's what I was going to say. Cause some yeah. people jump on it. Like over the last particularly like five years all the different crazy things he said and done which i like i'm someone who tends to defend him to a point i don't like defend when he was saying like slavery was a choice or like just like all the cameos with like trump (laughs) i'm just like it's it's, i can't roll with how can you do that yeah it's like we were talking about the nfl earlier it makes it so hard to stick up for them or watch them or spend money on that it's like well, what the fuck? You're just like trying to get me to hate you at this point. Yeah, and now it's the NFL thing is super complicated because now Nike, like they have a their whole contracts renewed, um, and Nike aligned themselves with like Kaepernick, sort of. I mean, I think it's all it's all kind of marketing. It's all, yeah, it's all like it's yeah. not like altruistic reasons, right. really. It's I all mean, people in suits that are like, this is what works right yeah, now in America. Make yeah. But I do. You know, I have to support even if the reasoning isn't, you know, if the reasoning's for greed, really, when it comes down to it. If the message is on point with the message I'm trying to support, then I have to support. I have to support the message. Of course, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to buy Nike. I know people who are buying, like, stocks on Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know that I... um, You're going to go that far. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I don't really know... That I have money right now to be buying a bunch of stocks anyway, like, you know? Who are you? <laughs> but but uh, I don't even really know what a stock is. <laughs> Let's level set. But uh, yeah, but I do. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So it's an interesting. Wait, so you were you were saying about Kanye. Oh, You'll well, some people will be like, some people, like I got enough faith. So that's like where Facebook comes in, where I get pulled in. Um, there will be something and somebody will be like, well, well, Kanye is garbage, blah, blah, blah. Oh, somebody was equating him to Trump. This is what happened. Okay. And I was like, listen. Wow, that's... Kanye put out a lot of good albums back in the day. And he said a lot of controversial, but things that needed to be said. said, totally. And and Kanye, didn't, I mean, his, not only were his albums incredible, but if you go back and look at every album, it just influenced the next five or three or five to five years of music, of everyone else's yeah. music. Like, he set the bar for Not to mention everybody. he was producing everybody's music exactly. at the time, Exactly. I mean, he's like... He my at least my whole entire middle high school college music was Kanye West's yeah. whole career. Like that's when I cared the most about music. I am obsessed with him. I think he's a genius. But like, again, how how far are you going to defend him to? But you yeah. can't you can't discredit the artistry. And that's I think a thing. Like so that's like where I get because when people say oh he's gar and he doesn't contribute anything, it's like you're somebody who doesn't actually know you don't anything know. about yeah. what he's actually done yeah and it's like that's i think something um that i think we as particularly like american society um right now 
have to be more nuanced about. Mm -hmm. And that's like people are 100% politicians, our elected leaders in particular, absolutely need to be held accountable right. and actually held to a higher, higher standard. standard. Exactly. You're supposed, you're supposed to be leading us. Yeah. yeah. That said though, like even the worst of us, I think are always capable of some good things. So it's like when we drag people, like we need to like, we need to, I, I just think we need to drag what is going on like the yeah. actual issues more right. you know what i mean because right. we get caught up in certain the people, people. absolutely absolutely it's so we just are like it seems that people are more into tearing people down and destroying their reputation than actually focusing on what they're saying and why it's a problem and how it affects people and how we can change it they just want to like trash certain people and it is like so I'm so over it. It's like, can we change the conversation? You're almost like giving these people more power and dividing everybody more. Where Where are you from again? I'm from uh, Seattle originally. From Seattle, okay. So you don't have, I'm from Virginia. And so there's like members of my family and people I went to high school with that's like, is on that quote unquote, like other side, like the Trump side. Yeah. And it is so like, there. I grew up with these people. They're my, or they're my family. And it's like, I love them, but like, we gotta find a way to 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 bridge the divide because it's like, any they they are everyone's so angry and rightfully so that nobody's listening to anybody or again having the correct conversations. It is like, uh, very 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 frustrating and like I feel more divided from my family ever since he got elected. Like I feel like I every holiday I've been like in my head, like, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't, and you feel, like, more separate from, from people, you know what I mean? Because you, like, have this hate for them, but then you can't articulate it in a way that, like, people, that other side will listen to you. Yeah. Because I'm just, like, a libtard, you well, know? <laughs> so Seattle is interesting because, um, so my dad's black, my mom's white, my mom's, and my mom's family is mainly in S Seattle, but the Seattle area, so her family's mainly... Like, they're in, like, the more rural, like, suburbs mm. of Seattle. Um, whereas I grew up in Seattle. Um, and as far as, like, my family goes, like, in that side of the family, there are, there's, like, a second cousin or whatever, married a black dude. Um, so we would see <laughs> them at the cool. reunions. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's pretty white. Yeah. But, like, I know the whole family. There's no thing with, like, me and my little brother. Like, they definitely love us. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's not even a question. But I also know at the same time, a lot of them, like, they've always been Republicans. A lot of them are have always, yeah. And so, like, right after Trump got elected and a lot of people were like, I got to break up with my family. Like, for me, it's like, this has been, like, this isn't new with me. Like, it's an interesting like, it's going to be interesting to see how far this goes, because right. I think before that, there's a lot of talks right now about how um, Trump, while he's, like, dog-whistling and doing this, mm -hmm. there is an element, like, this is a new overt thing right now, but there is an element, if you go back, of the Republican Party that has always been oh, racist. Sure, of course, of um, course. But so, like, with some of my family members, it's like, you know, it's a choice, but, like... I'd rather, and it's like with them, 
it is kind of a Facebook rela- relationship. Like yeah. I don't see them very often, but I have one in particular who, you know, she's my cousin. I know she's pretty conservative about things, but as I've shared things about like police brutality and stuff like that, yeah, she's comment like she's kind of come out in support. And it's not that I don't think she's going to change her politics, but at least right. she's like listening. Right. And I think that conversation is like the most important thing we can do. For sure. I, 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 um, I find it frustrating because like a lot of my family is not on Facebook, but they only watch Fox, Fox News. News. Yeah. And it's like, how do you even, they don't even report on police brutality. It's like it doesn't exist in this country. They, so they just don't get that news at all. So it's like, how do you even talk about that? When they're like, what are you talking about? You know, I've never seen, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And did you see, um, during all the indictments and stuff, uh, a couple weeks ago, the front page of Fox news was that, uh, an immigrant murdered or an illegal immigrant murdered his girlfriend. There was no mention of what was happening to Trump's cabinet and all these people like Mueller, no, nothing, no mention. It's like, how do you. Well, also, it's like also that it's like, okay, yes, he happened to be, um, you know, not legally in this country and he murdered his girlfriend. Um, What are the statistics (laughs) on men that murder their girlfriends like Um, who are American citizens? How many serial killers are white like middle class men, yeah. pretty much all of them. <laughs> so it's like, how, yeah, it's how it's, many mass shooters? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's so distorted and fucked, and yeah, it's it's very. Um, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I, I feel like um, it, it's like I I can't even. I feel like I can't do anything. So it's like so like you feel like you can't keep your head above water. Yeah, um, and I think have to. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I think, uh, but like so with the. With Facebook, I am kind of that one. That one messes up my head a little yeah. bit. Like I have to like limit it, like just how much I look at it. Because yeah. if you look at like the news feed, it's fucking depressing. Oh, it's so depressing. You know? I and with comedy, like I'm not. I mean, I keep myself informed enough, but I'm not like. I've never, my comedy is stupid. I mean, I'm an idiot. (laughs) And like, I like that kind of comedy. I like being silly and I like the, and so like, I, I feel intimidated to talk about politics because I'm like, well, I don't really know the whole history of everything and how I can like, I, I still have yet to like figure out how to even talk about that stuff. And a lot of people are doing incredible job. I mean, I don't know if you watch like the big time TV, like John Oliver and those shows are like yeah. incredible. And then there's some working standups that are like, you know, pretty much only talk about politics and it's genius and it's hilarious and it's so good. So I feel like even with comedy, I feel like I don't really know how to even start to approach it. So I just like, you know, talk about, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I talk think about it's, bl- I mean, I, you know, all of it's good though. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, I'm biased, but I think, comedy music arts to me they're the most important thing i mean hello (laughs) have you seen us dear god (laughs) and i mean i think there is something about like if you go back throughout the entire history like the when we look at like great civilizations the thing that you look at is like the art yeah that's one of the main things you you study Mm -hmm. you know um for knowing what happened back then but i think art kind of helps 
the society deal with what's going on. Yeah, and evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It is. I mean, I've maybe that's how I approach it because I've taken whew, a lot of art history and it is boring. Yeah, it is. I've, I've done some some of those uh did, did you go to art school? Uh yeah, well VCU um it was a BFA program. Okay. Um, and yeah, there was some arts oh, history. Man. It is. Classes required. <laughs> I at FIT like because it's still a state school. Mm. So I had like really intense art history and really intense like fashion classes and sewing and all this, all this shit. And then my math and my science and my English classes were like a joke. Like it was like elementary school. Like they were like, we need you to pass this. (laughs) Like it was crazy. Like I remember in English, uh, I only had to take one English class all through college and our final was to write a paragraph. Like that was what, that was it. It was mm, perfect. <laughs> Mine, I, I had to do, I, I transferred in, so I didn't have to do the, you had to do two English credits with the um, the BFA program or whatever. And the second one was you had to write like a research paper and it wasn't supposed to be biographical. It wasn't supposed to be something else, but like, I ended up doing it about Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, that's great. So the whole thing, like it, which it wasn't supposed to be, yeah. but uh, luckily I had a teacher who was receptive to it. But like it was like basically if you if you had an argument to make, you could you could still write about anything. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to I want to write about this. So that was, was kind of cool. Is he your favorite musician? No, um, he's I just, I think he's a very fascinating. Um, person yeah because he's he was like he's part of uh like the civil rights like he mm-hmm. he, he was in i think like the selma montgomery march mm-hmm. um but he's definitely not somebody people think of as like a civil rights leader right. or somebody like he's not one of those artists people think of that way right, 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 right. um because you have like more like james brown you have like yeah. nina simone mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte, you have people who are more overtly that. And he, right. he meanwhile was like part of like the rat pack. Um, so sometimes people thought he was like a sellout and like pandered, right. but he, while he was like part of the rat pack, um, doing those shows in like Vegas headlining these things, you know, when no other black person had done that at the time, he also demanded also to be able to stay in the hotel. Um, he right. did things more quietly that people don't know about. It's a, it's a little like uh, Beyonce is now. It's also even a little bit like Kanye because there yeah. was a point where he kind of aligned with Nixon. Right. Um, because Nixon invited, like, so that's a, that's a long Oh, that's a weird of, parallel, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he, I don't know if he, I think he regretted that later because yeah. it was, he was on the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we all make mistakes. But, but, on, but on the flip side, like he marched in, in Selma. Right. Um, so he was a complicated, but Im- an important person. Yeah. Um, and also he's somebody who, one of the other influences of Michael Jackson, like it's like Sammy, um, James Brown. Mike looked at everybody before I, him. Yeah. Do you know what I watched last night? I mean, Casey and I got home from some shows last night. Stoned as hell, we watched Michael Jackson doing Billie Jean when he first does the moonwalk. Yes. I mean, that perform. I just got chills. That perform. If you have never seen that, oh my God. 
You know yep. what that's uh, from? That that it was the live version, right? Yeah, it was from Motown Twenty Five. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that like if you can't take your eyes away from him. Yeah. It's like crazy. Like, and that's yeah, Mike. Mike Michael is my all time yeah, like yeah, favorite. Yeah. Always, always has been um, my favorite entertainer, probably of all time. Number one, I would have yeah. to say. It's um, so t- I've tough, said others, though. but for yeah. all around entertainer, I'd have to I say mean, him because like that performance. Holy my god! If you haven't seen it, I might oh even god. put the link. <laughs> to put that the link. Also. Up. Like every person has to see this. It's great the way his face moves, the way his body moves, the way he sings. Like every single thing, you're like, holy shit! Like. Okay, Beyonce, oh phenomenal. There's a lot of phenomenal people. The thing with Mike is, in that performance, is it's just him. It's just him. And a mic stand. And a fun outfit. And That's a it. glittery ass <laughs> outfit and one shiny ass glove. That's it. Like, oh, it's so good. And it's so simple and so like precise and just so like clean like it's, it's yeah. perfect everyone it's, in the audience like when he first moonwalks everyone's like ah! like what, what 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 like award show does that happen on? now granted like beyonce comes and shuts shit down co- yeah. consistently for 20 years but like it, she is all about production and lights and fans and dancing and like so hers is like a whole she's like a, a whole, whole package yeah. like it's it, I, she is my favorite artist of all time so i'm just gonna I'm, say I'm that <laughs> but like yeah there's just something so incredible about just the one i think that's like why stand up when stand-up's really good it's like damn you're like when you can make a theater full of people laugh like you're just one person with a microphone it's like a very powerful thing you know yeah. when, it, when it works because sometimes it does not work <laughs> I I did it once. You did stand up. Did you do the pine box mic? Yeah. How was it? It went pretty well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get hooked. You got to be careful. I haven't <laughs> brought myself to do it again, but um, but yeah, I did like it, and I, I consider myself a student of comedy. Yeah. And I like I like writing. Um, and yeah. I've found recently, like I have a funny writing bone at least. Okay. Um. Who are your Who are your stand ups? My stand ups, uh, there's a bunch, but Richard Pryor, of course, of course. Um, Dave Chappelle. For now, like, I met him one time. How I, was that? Oh my god, I don't like I, you know, I've been running shows long enough that I've met a, a pretty good handful of like famous comedians, and I gotta tell you, that is like that was a powerful moment. I had no idea what to say, but I so I. My friend knew someone who was performing at the Village Underground, and he somehow knew Dave was at the cellar. So we went over to the cellar, and he was just sitting in the olive, the olive tree up at the bar upstairs. And they were like, "Oh, Courtney's a comedian." And this is what Dave Chappelle said to me. Oh my god, I'm so glad this came up. <laughs> Dave Chappelle looked at me and he goes, "Ooh, she's cute too." And I was like, "Go on." And then he laughed at me, Courtney fucking McGinnis. And then I didn't know anything else to say. I was like, "Does someone else talk?" <laughs> it was the cool, but he was whatever. He was so nice, and he was just smoking cigarettes. And uh, yeah, that's he's he is the definitely the special I saw where I was like fuck like I always liked comedy I always loved and especially comedy like I've been obsessed with it my whole life I was obsessed with John Candy as like a kid that's a weird you know what I mean I was obsessed with Eddie Murphy and uh, when I but when I saw Dave Chappelle's special I was like 
fuck. It's everything he says is hilarious. Yeah. And it's it's that level of with him, um it's like now <laughs> Louis C. K. Mm-hmm. Um heard of he's him. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. So I'm not saying <laughs> I am a female comic. <laughs> I'm not, um, but no, sorry, I'll like, say it. I mean, he's he's an he's, incredible fucking comedian. Yeah. Now I do. I like controversies aside. I gotta give Dave Chappelle the slight edge on this, just because there's something that Dave Chappelle is doing. It's kind of like Mike Michael Jackson on that stage, where he's so good at it that it looks completely effortless it's like he never tried ever yeah. in his career whereas like louis ck um i've seen him like i think louis ck is amazing I, he's amazing too but like I've, I've seen him on like certain like uh stand-up shows like mm-hmm. the you know like different late, late night, night talk shows yeah. and he'll do a bit where at the time I didn't know it was a bit, but then as I've gotten more into it, I'm like, oh, that was a a written bit. Yeah, that like you I, had. I I think he's good at bits. He's good at writing. He's good at that sort of thing. Where Dave Chappelle is just like an effortlessly funny. You can tell he's just been funny forever. Like he's just a, you know. I don't. I feel like there's certain people where it's like, oh, you learned to be funny. Or mm-hmm. and some people who are like just funny. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. Also, Dave Chappelle, the way he moves, the way he like talked the way his face moved like he just it's perfect it's sort of like he's like a lebron james because he has like the his facial expressions like in lebron he was what 18 when he first blew up yeah that's crazy for a stand-up i'm fucking 30 i've been doing this six years i don't even have a manager you know what i mean it's like he just what he just was it you know yeah it's crazy i forget how old he is when killing him killing him softly came out Probably like in his early twenties. Yeah, maybe mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Oh my god, it's. it's I haven't seen that in a while. It's a it's a good rewatch. Yeah, Yeah, it holds up for sure. Yeah, Um, yeah, and and Louis a whole other thing, but like, it's a great. I mean, it's it that is another complicated thing in the in a line with Kanye and all and like Michael Vick. First of all, fuck the Eagles. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Hail to the Redskins. Sorry, it's racist, <laughs> but they'll change the name, I hope. Uh, but Michael Vick murdered dogs for a long time and then just was in the NFL again. Like, Ray Lewis probably murdered somebody and was just in the NFL again. And we were all just like, he's really good at football. And it's like, what's going to happen with, with Louie? It's like, he's so good at comedy he's so good at writing every show he produces is incredible his show was incredible so like are we gonna just he's just gonna be on tv again like what it what is what what how do what do we do i think i I mean i think my prediction is that he will be and i think it'll be a whole it's like what happens is gonna be up to him like he's Mm -hmm. gonna have to address you know what I mean? He yeah. like he already has addressed it somewhat, but he's gonna have to he's gonna have to put in yeah. work. Do, um, do you feel like if he's still on TV, like has anything changed? You know what I mean? Like 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 Me Too and all these things, but like a lot of people are just getting their jobs back. Granted, like I think there is situations where maybe some of the stuff was 
exaggerated to bring someone down. You know, I don't want to like get into every single situation, but like, have we changed? Like if we're just going to let him back? I mean, I don't think it's, but it's not like it's, if we let him back, it's us, you know what I mean? Like it's like society, like it's like, it's. Because for the big people, they're making money off it. So they want him back because he makes money. But like, I, I, I guess like my thing is I don't necessarily believe in blacklisting people, period. Right. Like uh, when it comes to like sexual assault, murder and stuff like that, yeah. the legal system should like, you know what I mean? Right. right and right. like then people again, like I also believe, I mean, th- this gets complicated. when you It's get into, so like, complicated. But How I do, do even, yeah. yeah, but I do think ultimately like what should happen like with any crime is like people should be held accountable and people should, you know, deal with the consequences. Um, but then it's like if you're a felon for whatever it is and you serve your time, like I think when you get out, if you yeah. served your punishment, you should be able to vote you should right. have a second like you should have a right. chance like not and it's not going to be easy right but if you are able to you know like yeah. i I've, i think otherwise like what is it then? right right like, what otherwise, is the system set up for otherwise like what are we doing yeah like yeah exactly how, like what kind of society do we want to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. but I, I believe in second chances for sure um but then it the, like the whole other part of it like with louie like these girls that he did this in front of they were female comics and they were lower than him and so they basic they there's their careers couldn't flourish because of his sickness you know what i mean so then like he still gets to be on top but these girls like careers are have have been over because of how what he did to them and how he like shushed them and all all of that you know what i mean it's like so it's like yeah when you serve your time but also look what you did to someone you know what i mean i don't know it's so Huh, we could we could just solve all the world's problems right yeah. now. We could go all day. Um, but as far as but other famous com or favorite comics, um, George Carlin yes. is a long time one. Yes. Um, Do you know Maria Bamford? A little bit, yeah. Oh, she is my favorite. She's my favorite. She's such a weirdo. She's so so. I know her funny. name. I'm trying to uh, place her specifically. Um, you know where you might have seen her um, is Arrested Development. She was in the new season. Uh, she's blonde. She had a she had a show on Netflix recently. But her stand up. I think I heard her on a podcast too. Probably, recently. Like maybe probably. WTF or something. Yeah, like that. that sounds about right. She is. She did a special just in front in her living room in front of her parents and her dogs. And her dogs are these little pugs, and they're just breathing really heavy the whole time. And it is. Incredible. What's the name of the special? Uh, Oh God. Um, I I I know who this is. I I haven't seen the special yet, but I know. The special is my favorite comic. Was it? I think the special had like a funny title too. Uh, I'm sure. I can't think of it right now. Comedy special having a funny title. Could you imagine? (laughs) Well, her her and and Casey James Slango, of course, are my favorite comedians. I mean, she she's like next level also i don't know i mean zach alfanakis roy scoville martha kelly all these like weirdos that's that's definitely where i uh i lean more towards yeah but again like john mulaney i don't know if you know john yeah. mulaney he's such a good joke writer and he's just so just like so funny so like i i like that stuff but i'm definitely more in the weirdo camp 
I like weirdos. Um, yeah. I also like I like Mark Maron actually. Also, I liked his latest special quite yeah. a lot. Did you what see that one? Thinky Pain. No, I think that was the one before. I think this one was uh, too real. And he pretty much that, sits actually. down. He's pretty much sitting the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's good. I, I feel like it's. Yeah, I feel like he. Like it was like a perfect Mark Maron special, yeah. if that makes sense. You should you should see that. Yeah, one. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Did you see the documentary about um, Gary Shandling? I haven't seen it yet. That was like I really good. I heard it's good. incredible. I have this thing. Well, you obviously you live with your wife. I um, ever since I live with my boyfriend, if he watches something without me, I end up not being able to see it. Do you know what I mean? Because he's like, oh, I already watched that, but we're always just home together, so. That son of a bitch watched it without me. <laughs> I'll get there though. I'll get there. He'd probably watch it again. It's. I heard it's incredible. It's. I, I like that one because he was. He was more of like a writer at mm-hmm. first. Um, wanted to do comedy. Always loved comedy, and then, like, quit his writing job. The quit his writing job to to focus more, um, and really had to work at being. He really had to work at it. Yeah. But he was willing to like. Yeah. He had a, the crazy work ethic to do that, to yeah. where his performance caught up to his writing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like, I mean, being in like the open mic scene and stuff to watch. Like, if I think back on who was funny six years ago when I started, and then now, where where I'm at and who's like made it, and all, it's like amazing. Some people just you got to put your head down and grind, and you can really. I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know. I love it's it's different. I mean, I don't know. If you feel like people can do this for music, but like, I I have the worst voice ever. So like, I could never be a singer, but like with comedy, even if you're not funny, it's like, if you work hard enough, you can kind of become self-aware enough and figure out the timing enough and just grind and grind and grind and like kind of be, learn how to be funny. Yeah. It's very interesting. You're selling me on it. You're selling me on it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you something. Again, it is a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, I, so six years, I would say the first four years was just horrible shows. And and maybe you'd get a good one every once in a while. But I'm talking about performing in front of two people that do not want to be there. And the host is like, we're still going to do the show. And I'm like, okay. And like just doing anything. One time I drove to Connecticut it was like three hours in traffic. The guy, this guy told me we were doing a show in a bookstore and he would pay me. And 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 it was in his living room for like six people. And then I had no mic and I just had to do jokes. And then they passed around a bucket to six people for my gas money. It was humiliating. Like I could go on forever. Like it is horrible. But it's also like the when it's good, it's whew, my God. You have, It's like the best feeling ever last night they i did a show at littlefield for this like new app thing and and it was like 350 people it was it was incredible but it's like those are few and far between you know but we'll see you know anyways we're all gonna die so (laughs) that actually that actually gives me peace sometimes like sometimes i get super nihilistic and or just super you know, thinking about how big the universe is and how yeah. insignificant we are. Um, and that can bring you down, but to me, it can also like free you. Like, sure, of course. It's like, okay, yeah, so like small. this is temporary. This is yeah. a blink of an eye. So, just might as well 
might as well rock out. Yeah, <laughs> might you know? as well, you know, talk about your tits on stage <laughs> around New York, you know? You just do your thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, I much prefer that that thinking than, like, every moment counts. Like, whatever. Who fucking cares? Just have fun. Figure it out. Don't be an asshole. Like, that's just it. I don't yeah. Know. Um, do you have any, like, acting aspirations? Like, uh writing I, like comedy like that type of thing yeah yeah, yeah. of course yeah. of course i i i love act, acting very much i love um it sounds weird but i just love being on set and like mm-hmm. i don't know i filming stuff is i mean the the live experience is like nothing else is like yeah. it but like when you're filming something i don't know i like being able to try it different ways and mm-hmm. do it a thousand times and like figure out i don't know i i, I really like film and i like doing sketches i mean i mostly just do sketches i'm not you know, we're not writing movies yet. No, don't be crazy. But uh, yeah, Casey and I made a little like web series thing. We're working on editing. I actually just did his. He did a web series with Comedy Central. I was just on. I I, I very much enjoy acting and writing and all that stuff. It's just, you know, it's all time and work and what you can figure out. Your I'm doing the weekly show and the weekly podcast, and so trying to do film stuff is you know, tough. So I'm just you know. Little by little, doing the projects I have time for, and yeah, but but people ask me to to do stuff. I, you're not gonna believe this. I mostly get cast as a dumb slut. <laughs> Could you imagine me, Courtney McKinnis? <laughs> I'm the dumb blonde, <laughs> but but it's fun. Yeah, I like it very much. You're an you're an actor boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you find the energy to do mm. do all this stuff? How do you do it? What's your secret? Uh, didn't I just drink? <laughs> <laughs> I just drink. I like. I don't know. It's it's all mental. Like it's yeah. all mental because I only get a couple hours of sleep a night, and I love to sleep. Like I am a sleeping. I'm a lazy person at heart. I want to sleep till nine or ten every single day minimum, and I can't. I just can't. And uh, you just gotta. It's all just drive and mental. So I know you're up. Like early during the week. Yeah. Um, what, 6 a.m.? No, uh, it depends. If I go, uh, Sometimes. Th- Thursdays I go to therapy, so I have to be up earlier. Uh, but I got to be at work at 9, so okay. I'm up at 7.30. I sleep through my first alarm. My boyfriend pushes me awake. My dog sits on my head. You know, I'm so I, I'm probably out of bed at like 8-ish every day and like rushing. I'm always late. And then do you get up? That time on the weekend, or you sleep in a little bit on the weekend? I, like today, I slept in until like 10, yeah. you know. it's Yeah, it just depends what I got going on. If, oh, if I could just sleep all day, I would, but, you know. And then what time are you usually up to? It depends uh, if I have an 8 or 10 show. If I have a 10 p.m. show, I'm not home till like 1. Uh, but if I have 8 p.m. shows or show or shows, uh, you know, I'm in, try to be in bed by midnight, but... Then I haven't seen my boyfriend all day, and we talk, and if we want to watch a show or something, I, I try to be asleep by one. A lot of times it's two. Uh, but, you know, it, every day is different. I like that every day is different, but it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's just, you just got to really want to do it. That's the only secret. You yep. know what I mean? There's Because no, there's no, to me, at this point, there's no other choice. Like, I just got to keep going until that day job can only become the night job you know uh so we'll see i don't know know. yeah come see my shows please (laughs) uh so every wednesday every wednesday 8 p.m at poco third street and avenue b or then a lot of times at pine box uh yeah and then i just do other people's shows throughout the week 
And so. narcissistas. Narcissist, the narcissistas on uh, well, we're that's our Instagram handle on it and Twitter handle and and we're on iTunes and all the things. We're not yet on Spotify, but we're, we we've applied. Uh, yeah, it's part of the Brain Machine Network. There's a lot of good podcasts on there. What yeah. is the Brain Machine Network? I, it's I life. like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brain Machine. I it, like that. It's like that's it's, a cool it's a concept. Good name, I don't know. Right? What, I don't know what it means, but it's <laughs> yeah. He it's just um, all Bushwick comedians. Um, so I think there's like he's got like five or six podcasts now, maybe a little bit more. Casey's podcast is now on it. Um, yeah, so it's just like a network. He hosts all the all the different pods. He edits and produces everything. He's like a one man machine. Uh, yeah, there's is some he really a comedian stuff. too? He's or? a comedian okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, he's like comedian producer type person yeah nice yeah it's good we're just you know out here making content <laughs> doing our best you know yeah um is there anything else you want to talk about um no how are you you're good i'm good yeah yeah um life is it was good. a busy summer yeah uh yeah i uh I had several meetings with this agent. Like, Go on. I'm not, I'm not sure where that's going now. Yeah. That might be, yeah. That might have come to the the end of that little journey, but uh, uh, yeah. But we'll see. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I that happened to me on Wednesday at my show. These two agents came to my show, and I was like, oh my god, they're here to see me. And then I was like, hey guys, good to see you. Try the wine. And then the show was great. I thought I was great. And then after the show, they were clearly there to see this other girl. <laughs> I was like, fuck. But then they told me to stay in touch, which what the fuck does that mean? So I don't know. They have my email. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. Cut to this time next year. Yeah. We'll be in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. Because um, I was saying my buddy who just um, was on power, um, I was telling him about it because I was telling him about as these meetings were happening and then I don't know what's happening now. And he's just like, you know, that's that everybody listening, you want to get into entertainment. That's like the long term thing that happens forever. Like, like, yeah. Um, that never goes away. No matter how famous you are, it's always this weird uncertainty, whatever. Mm -hmm. I see it with my boyfriend all the time. It's like, it's on a way bigger scale than me, but it's the same feeling and the same shit. So just go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Figure out your shit because it, no matter what success comes, it's, it's always there. And do the thing. Like if you, yeah. I think you're going to be happier, you know. You just got to love it. Yeah. That's it. Love it and do it. Like yeah. don't like use your time, you know. Yeah. Use don't it. do it to get famous because that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, be Instagram famous. Do that. That seems way easier. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, don't do comedy to be famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the best place for people to find you? Uh, Court McGinnis. C-O-U-R-T-M-A-G-I-N-N-I-S on all social media. You know, find me out there. Hit me up. Come to the shows. Hang out. It'll be a great time. Do you have a website too? Yes. Oh, thank you for reminding me. CourtneyMcGinnis.com. If you're nasty, just check it out. It's fun. I got videos and I've done for stuff and and photos and and links to everything. 
Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. What a great Thanks conversation. Thanks for coming on. We really covered it all. I think so. I think yeah. we should run for office. I, I was you, I was thinking it. You said it, you know? Thank you so much. This Thank was a lot you. of fun. Absolutely. You know, handshake. A fit, very <laughs> official. I love it. Finally, someone professional. <laughs> Little, uh, we'll go take some pictures with some dogs. I've been, let's some do mini it. wolves. I'm gonna kiss cool. them on the mouth. What kind of dog do you have, by the oh, way? She's a poodle mix. She nice. is this big, and she is so fluffy and cute, Millie. Yeah, she's the best. Nice. She's such a little shit. Oh, I love her. Cool. Dogs are the best. They are. Also, <laughs> so therapy. Also. Oh my god. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to. Yep. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you. So that was my chat with Courtney McGinnis. I had a great time talking with her. She's hilarious. She's lovely. She's fun. Check out Narcissista's podcast. Check out her show at Poco every Wednesday. Um, And check her out. Follow her. Follow her, Court McGinnis, at the social medias that you follow people on. And I'll be back here every Thursday and every Monday. You can find the links to Courtney and all the information about all the different guests in the show notes on the show notes page of every episode. You can find all the episodes on BushwickVarietyShow.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, I think Spotify. Um, You can find us at all the different places. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing the thing that, you know, is driving you, keeping you up awake at night that you're not doing I hope you're doing it now so you're getting good sleep because you know you're you're putting in your work. You're doing doing your thing. Um, I don't have anything else to say right now, so have a good one. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Peace.